This week's Talking Simpsons is brought to you by Casper Premium Mattresses, and you listeners can go to caspertrial.com slash lasertime and get $50 towards any new mattress. I heartily endorse this event or product. Ahoy hoy everybody and welcome to Talking Simpsons coming to you live from Pennsylvania. <laughs> I'm your host, proud Wayne computer user Bob Mackey, and this is the Laser Time Podcast Network's chronological exploration of the Simpsons. Who else is here with me today? Uh, I'm Henry Gilbert and this chair be high, says I. It's not that high. And who else is here? Super happy Chris Antista. Awesome. And today's uh, today's episode is Treehouse of Horror for Foolish Earthling. Frightened of a creature that does not exist. <laughs> oh, burn him right at the top. And uh, <laughs> this episode aired on October 28th, 1993. What happened on this day in mythical history, Chris? <gasps> oh uh, this week, uh, Howard Stern's private parts is tearing up the bestseller list. Hey, guess what? Aladdin might be at the top of the video charts, but children's video chart has not one, not two but three Ren and Stimpy collections Whoa. on the charts. Stupidest stories, stinkiest stories, and the classics. And I bet you got three whole episodes per VHS tape. Exactly. <laughs> Those uh, are 50 minutes of entertainment. But if I, they were in orange plastic, then that's good. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I actually have value. one I can show you right after we're done. Ooh, uh, yeah. And and NBC decides to ditch its long-running Friday night videos in the face of MTV and their unwavering <laughs> commitment to playing wow. music videos. Wow, it took that long? It did, just because there's yeah. nowhere else to do it. I got a little clip of a host from that show that uh, ner- animation nerds will recognize. Friday Night Videos was Dick Ebersole produced. He produced oh, not right, only yeah. SNL, but like the Friday Night Companion 90 Minutes ah. sketch in mostly music videos. Uh, this was the host for the 1991 period. Music news. The Millie Vanilli scandal continues to clog up the court system. In response to lawsuits from betrayed Millie Vanilli fans... <clears throat> yeah, I know. I've never actually met one either. Arista Records offered a $1 to $3 discount on a future heiress to purchase. <laughs> yeah. Tom Kinney of uh, Mr. Show and SpongeBob SquarePants fame ah! reporting on the Millie Vanilli scandal. He's in his Elvis Costello cosplay. Indeed. He's, he's and, <laughs> uh, this was a stand-up comedy era. He was a stand-up comic yes. for a while. Yeah. And, uh, Tomcat would, and Bobcat. That's right. Bobcat Goldthwait. Way back in the 80s. And he would be on The Edge, of course, David Merkin Show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we also talked... Yeah, we talked about him and Jill Talley being on the David Merkin Show. And yeah. hey, now it's time for part five of our biography of David yes, Merkin. Uh, so I, I, I kid because... A couple people had nice comments, but they yeah. were still constructive, but saying, like, we talked a lot about David Merkin my excuses, on, on um, college. My excuse is these things are in my brain and they have to get out or I'll go crazy. <laughs> yes, we yeah. tricked you. want me you. to go crazy? We tricked all of you. This is nothing but therapy. Yes. <laughs> we need uh, to have uh, some kind of productive use for these useless facts. Mm-hmm. I don't even think it's much of a secret anymore. That this is just yeah. like recorded ser- therapy through the We're sentence. all laying down on couches. But, uh, okay, there's so much to say about this episode. But first off, I want to say mm-hmm. this is the best animated Simpsons episode ever. Yeah. Yep. It will, the show will never look this good. I don't know what happened outside of David Silverman to make it look this good, but Mm. There is every time I watch it, I pull away different frames, different yep. poses. I see something different every time. It's just a beautiful episode. This was my alternate yeah. intro clip, and it emphasize visually emphasizes how great the animation is. Oh god, they're dogs and they're playing poker. Ah! <laughs> 
They're like they're uh, like eighty drawings of Homer you've never seen before or yes. since in that one sequence. And I think it is because you know Silverman and his team are just going real. They were going ham on it, and mm. they it, like that one especially is so. That's like eighteen David. Silverman yep. poses in a row. You can spot them every once in a while in in certain episodes, but in that one, it's just like I think he did every pose. Of He's that, really like all over this. Scene. And though that scene was like, since let's just talk about that right now, like that scene felt like practice for the Homer shinning freak out exactly, that he'll yeah. do later. Like you'll see a, a little bit of the shinning freak out there, except none of the. Yeah, I mean, making silly faces is something they've done on Tracy Ullman a lot. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah. a face making contest. So you see a lot of those weird poses and weird faces in in these episodes. Mm-hmm. It goes between Jim Reardon and David Silverman as my favorite Simpsons director, mm-hmm. but. This really shows that, like, when Silverman is on his A game, he is the best. Yeah, like, and he it, is he, the greatest. And I would hate to work on the staff at this time because, like, I love Mark Kirkland's episode, but immediately mm. going from this to just a standard episode, it's like, wow, such a difference, mm. such a huge difference. Yeah, when you even see Rosebud was great and it mm. had really good animation, but it felt, it, it feels like very buttoned down compared to this one. Yeah. And I think Silverman, too, this was one of, this wasn't the first one, but remember in the, in the first, I believe it was the first two, of uh, the Treehouse of Horror is that it was a different director each time, but this mm. time the director controlled the whole thing, yeah. so he got to be hyper-invested in all of it, and I think it got... Like, he got to be so creative with so... Him, him and his team got to be so creative with the posing, with the character designs, yeah. with placement, with what they recreated. Mm-hmm. Like, we see, so much. We see lots of things we hardly ever see, like camera movements within animation. Not yeah. panning a camera on top of a cell, but actually moving the camera within the animation. Like, yes. actually moving the entire background, animating it's, the it's movements. It's incredible. Yeah. It's Jeez. incredible. Especially, I think it's front... Every segment is animated well, but it's the first one that's done the best. Oh, for sure, and, yeah. But before we started, I wanted to get an intro from a special friend introducing oh. us to this. Oh. So here was the thing I found. But uh, when my search for Jimmy Kimmel promos for yeah. The Simpsons this time, which I still couldn't find, I did find a set of promos for it that once I found this, I completely remembered it because I actually taped this as it was on. Mm-hmm. The night they aired it, it was part of a block of they showed the previous three Halloween specials mm-hmm. and then end wow. with Halloween yes. special four. Mm-hmm. It was the night of it hosted from Halloween Horror Nights in Universal. Wow. And so a certain actor who is one of my Ooh. favorites of all time got his got to intro the actual episode. I just while, photoshopped him. While he talks up his new show. And now back to the Fox Halloween Bash. Hi, folks. I'm Bruce Campbell from the Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. Don't go away because there's two full hours of Simpsons coming up. Here at Universal Studios, Florida. You don't mind if I jump in here? No, no, please. Jump right in. And then jump right out. So that that guy who played Beetlejuice, that was his only time he will ever be on TV again. (laughs) Uh, I've said one of the greatest moments in my life was going to Universal not knowing what to expect, being pissed it wasn't Disneyland. And the Ecto-1 screamed by, hee, 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 with, with Beetlejuice sticking out of the sunroof with proton packs pointed at his head. And, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm like, this is the greatest place I've ever been. Is that a Universal property, Ghostbusters? No, but like okay. they, they license a shitload of other characters. And, like, yeah. and I have heard this from other uh, from people, too, that like cast mm-hmm. at Universal... I think he's given a little more looseness yep. and leeway than the very strict rules of what a princess or Mickey Dude, can they, do. They just Disney. started allowing mustaches. 
Wow. Seriously, wow. After, at Disney World? Yeah, at Disneyland? That, yeah. But you were not allowed to have a mustache as decreed by Walt Disney in 1955, and they kept to it until like five years ago. But Briscoe mm-hmm. County Jr. was such a good mm-hmm. show. It was really, really underrated mm-hmm. that it was. And it was the first thing I saw Bruce Campbell. Like, I didn't see Evil Dead when I was 11. Yeah. Like, I hadn't seen it then. I had an adventure. I never saw the show, but I had a, post, a full size poster in my room mm-hmm. that I got at the Leon County Fair. Which I think wow. immediately is like, oh, I never want to work in marketing. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a silly title, The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr., but but it's intentionally silly. It's an intentionally campy show that starring Bruce Campbell as Briscoe County Jr., mm. who is a super awesome like. He's an Indiana Jones type, yeah. but in the Old West, and he's going on Old West adventures, but. There also, are aliens and time travel oh, hinted at. Like there's wow. an, I never the, watched it. In the first episode, there is a hint of, oh, this looks like kind of a spaceship, isn't it? Or we got this special thing here. Mm-hmm. So there's little bits of that in there. And it's a lot of intrigue that they actually tell pretty well for a full season. They actually mm-hmm. got 22 episodes, which for mm-hmm. a Fox one se- it's more than Firefly got. Yep. Like it got the back nine. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's sad that he didn't get a sequel. He also had... His uh, the backup star in it was the man who played uh, Shonuff in Damn uh, Last uh, the Last, the Dragon? Last Dragon, and he's so great in it. He's uh, Lord. He's got the glow. Uh, his name's Lord something. I I do forget. It's been a while, but it was a good show. It was of all the shows that were put on after X Files on Friday nights. It was way. It was the best. It was better than Mantis. It was better than Strange. Better Hulk. than Mantis. It was, it was better. Get out of here. The Kung Fu. The Legend Continues. <laughs> I can. Yeah. I have to jump in because if we have to keep talking about shows that aren't The Simpsons, I want to get this out of the way immediately. Uh, this episode's strung together uh, with a. You see, Bart. I, and I never knew what this was until like, uh, yes. of the last few uh, years. Yeah. That is from the show Night Gallery, not as fondly remembered. Great theme song, though. Yeah, that's nice and scary. It sounds wow. very Hitchcockian. They, they got to make, they got to work with color, not bad. So this is Rod Serling's Night Gallery that ran on NBC from 1969 to 1973. Mm-hmm. And it's important to talk about because almost every single Treehouse of Horror will be a Twilight Zone reference. Yeah. And Twilight Zone is a beautiful show. Night Gallery, not so much. But no. here's a clip. Here's a clip from the very first, I think this is the very first, Rod Serling intro of Night Gallery. If you seem to sense an aura of cold dampness that permeates this room, attribute it not to either defective air conditioning or inclement indoor weather. <laughs> it's simply because this is rather a special place with special statuary and special paintings, and they carry with them a coldness that seems to go best in a crypt or in a place like this called the Night Gallery. Yeah. Not the Twilight Zone. Not the Twilight Zone yeah. and not in black and white. And that, that episode, uh, one of the last acting appearances from Joan Crawford wow. and directed by a young Steven Spielberg. That's right. That's, directing, oh, I forgot about that. This yeah. The Night Gallery is... It's just crazy. So Twilight Zone, we've talked about a billion. Oh, for sure. Uh, on the show, it's the amazing. Thing ever. And like, and I so didn't. Great. Rod Serling finished the show. It was canceled, and he mm. sold like ah, this <laughs> is this is over. CBS <laughs> wants to buy the right backs, and I say fine. And he sold the right. Twilight Zone. Wow. That's the, one of the most longest running syndicated shows. Rod Serling just threw that away. Uh, Terrible so investment there. So four years later, like, yeah, I guess I better do this again. Uh, and he created so, Night Gallery, which is a one-hour color anthology show. Right. And it's just, dude, I, I, I thought they were decades apart, not mm. 
less than five years. Within five, well, because he'll be dead in seventy three. Yeah, so well, sixty nine to seventy three. Yeah, in this show, he doesn't constantly smoke. Uh, but but the, the Twilight Zone. I just can you believe? Have you seen an episode of Night Gallery? I've only seen it. In the past year, because Dude. these were never syndicated around me, they were never on Nick at Night yeah. or TV Land. But I think... they're all on Hulu. Oh, they're on Hulu now. They are. Okay, yeah, they I recommend. Watch. But it's great because the Twilight Zone is to me is perfect, and I think yeah. it's mainly the greatest thing ever because it's shot on film and it's mm. been restored. It's upresed. We I watched an episode. And, I watched yeah, it. Beautiful. And by being an anthology, they could get great actors for one week. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, it's in black and white. It, it just has a dreamlike quality that's really good. Night Gallery is this soft. Every man has a like perm, gauzy seventies. Uh, yeah, every, everyone's drowning in lapels. Yeah. It's like, and it's five years after the fact. And it, like, to, I cannot make uh, that connection. I recommend if you want to watch Night Gallery, look up an EV Club article. Mm-hmm. What are the ten best episodes? Mm-hmm. But really, I think this was chosen for the wraparound segments because this is the show the writers grew up with. Not the Twilight Zone. They yeah. were too young for the Twilight Zone, yeah. but they were kids when Night Gallery was on TV. And they were more attached to Night Gallery. And I also just have to think about the situation where Night Gallery came out of. Like, this was easily the best dorky thing you could watch yeah. if you were if you were a Dana Gould type when Dana Gould <laughs> I, I just think of Dana Gould with yeah. this stuff but when he talks about his childhood of like I read all the monster magazines mm. and I was waiting for each what was better than Night Gallery that you'd see on the three channels yeah. that you had maybe like, Six Dollar Man was a ways so away was, Incredible yeah. Hulk and it was all horror focused so I feel like yeah. just how Unsolved Mysteries haunted us as children mm. this is what haunted the writers of the Simpsons these scary stories yeah. and they're, they're, they're fun they're just like yeah. so not Twilight Zone but Night Gallery is an easy way of like, I'm going to show you this thing. And then I'll tell I mean, even that. And now Freddy, a comedy sketch. It is so funny that ba- the closest thing we had to it in our youth mm-hmm. was the Friday the 13th Ugh. and Nightmare oh, on Elm boy. Street shows well, that were like. Tales from the Crypt. Oh, okay. That Tales from the Crypt was. Which the best, I've been yes. watching again. We put it on Laser Time TV. It holds up really well. Yeah. It is so outlandish and a lot like the well, Twilight Zone. Okay, that and it's why it's better is that it was made for HBO with yeah. real money and they actually got real directors yeah. to make things. Mm-hmm. Well, meanwhile, the Freddy show was just and eh, we filmed stuff. Like Freddy was lucky to get <laughs> Master Freddy. Fre- Freddy was ready to lucky to get Brad Pitt in one episode. Wasn't it called Wes Craven's Nightmare Cafe? No. I was thinking of something else. Show. Okay, this, because I know this was Fr- Freddy Krueger's Nightmare. Okay. Yeah. And they got one episode where he actually was in the full episode. Yeah, where he's not like the, the wraparound piece. <laughs> it's like, well, this thing is about a spooky hotel. Yeah, I'll see you later. I can't say bitch on TV. <laughs> Dave, we were ta- reminiscing about it on Laser Time and David. Like, yeah, I, me- I remember this episode about this this old man who gets a young body. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, this is pretty good. I wonder who directed it. And it's just like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger directed this oh, episode. Yeah. And that old man mm-hmm. was William Hickey. Yeah. The blessing. Yeah. That it's, guy. It, yeah the so. show is, the first episode is a guy who works on death row talking to camera the whole time mm-hmm. who eventually ends up on death. It's like so experimental. Why are we talking about other shows? All right. Yeah, but, so Bart does the night gallery intro, which is a great wrap around for they kind of just give up on those next season like see, yeah. uh, uh, which is fine like yeah. because something they talk about heavily on the commentaries and we know this because we've seen the deleted scenes on the 138th episode spectacular is that they have no time to tell the story and they have to cut good stuff so if you get rid of the in uh like two minutes of bart introducing things yeah 
or a party that they're at where they're telling scary stories, you get rid of that, you free up a lot more time yeah. for the actual parodies, which is what you're having fun with. And this in this intro, these wraparounds are only partially in universe. I found it interesting they they work the Marge uh, warning into yeah. the, into these intros, but it's not her stepping onto a stage. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Bart is addressing the audience, but they're also in a museum. And Bart yeah. has to watch Maggie. Marge is leaving to buy earrings. It's it's kind but of Marge, making a reality out of this framing device. True, but Marge also says, "Don't watch this episode." Yeah, she's yeah. recognizing it is strange. In an episode. It's it's all very weird. And we talked about how college was Conan's last episode, but mm-hmm. technically he wrote the wraparound. Right, right. He wrote he wrote all the Night Gallery sequences. Mm. It's one of the craziest things this episode. I think it is. The most names ever on screen. It covers the entire thing. Uh, it's still the green font, the bright green yeah. font. Be- okay, because it was shared. Each segment was written by a different person, and WJ, D- WGA rules mean they all have to be seen on screen at the same time. So mm. <laughs> when wow. when Ned is talking about the deal, it's just for about uh, one second. Yeah, full Bam. screen, just names. Yeah, and that's that's Flanders being revealed as the devil. How wonderful is that? I'd sell my soul for a donut. Well, that can be arranged. Flanders! You're the devil? (laughs) It's always the one you least suspect. Now, many people offer to sell their souls without reflecting upon the grave ramifications. Do you have a donut or not? Coming up. Just sign here. (laughs) Careful, hot pen. Who's that goat-legged fellow? I like the cut of his jib. Uh, Prince of Darkness, sir. He's your 11 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> I sneak Burns in there, even though it's yes. so Burnsy at the end of the episode. Yeah. The, uh, mm-hmm. the, it, okay, this is tied with the shinning mm-hmm. as my favorite mm-hmm. Simpsons Halloween segment ever. Like, this is... <sighs> it's so gorgeous. It's so funny. It goes to so many great places. It's got Lionel Hutz. It has everything. Like, this is... It's a st- I can't think of a better... Strong- it's a perfect storm of Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, uh, elements. It's a, it's a very strong contender for the yeah. best one ever. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, man, the original King and Kodos one is so much fun. It's, it's, a, great, it's a great early one. For and sure. we'll get into it in a, in a bit. My only problem with the episode now is that, like, I'm looking at it from like, there's a lot of dated stuff in here. Mm-hmm. And the second and it, one it violates canon, Chris. <laughs> it's not, it's not uh, so much that it violates canon. canon it's does. just that, like, the, the second one is like is done so breathlessly and fast. Oh, if yeah. you don't have intimate knowledge of what they're talking about, this doesn't make sense and might not be fun. Mm-hmm. You're expecting to be a Simpsons fan watching this mm-hmm. yeah. like, and you know Homer likes donuts I like when Homer wakes up in front of the donuts he is standing up asleep and then like yeah. oh <laughs> donut like he's I didn't realize that until just now yeah, the, yeah. He, he tricks the devil if Homer doesn't finish the donut oh, so uh, he, the devil doesn't get his soul but then eventually wakes up in the middle of the night well wait, wait the, his transformation of like mm-hmm. I'm smart the devil yeah. uh, that's so funny are we got we it, got it yeah. oh. now remember at the instant you finish it I own your soul for well Hey, wait. If I don't finish this last bite, you don't get my soul, do you? Uh, technically no, but... I'm smarter than the devil. I'm smarter than the devil. You are not smarter than me. I'll see you in hell yet, Homer Simpson. Likely, <laughs> <laughs> so a great Fantasia reference, right? Chris? Yeah, well, he turns maybe Chernabog. Chir- no, it's intentionally yeah, Chernabog. It's intentionally. Like, yeah, and then also when he sloops down, you yeah. see a little face of Flanders Ned, yeah. in there. It's, it's oh, such, really you got to pause and see it. It's a little Flanders was, face as he goes there. down. I love that the little dudes in hell. They look like Disney characters, like the mm. the demon characters from Hercules and oh, yeah. Mike, like a two eyed Mike Wazowski. They're all emaciated. Too. Yeah. It's great. Well, you know, David Silverman did work on uh, Monsters Incorporated. Oh, so. that's right. 
right. Before we get too far, though, I, I want to mention this is this segment is called The Devil and Homer Simpson. It's mm. a parody of The Devil and Daniel Webster, which is mm. a 1937 short story about a farmer who sells his soul to the devil for a uh, a, a good season of crops. What do you call it? A oh, oh was it? Oh, that's Daniel Johnson. And uh, <laughs> he gets helped by the uh, fictional version of the famous lawyer, Daniel Webster, mm. who was a real person ah. who died before 1937. Ah. I didn't know that. It's a good God story. Yeah. Well, this we're gonna well, go. We're gonna go deep in this episode. Yeah, that's, so, what, that's what we're here for. That donut had to be indestructible because <laughs> if I, I just thought as a kid watching, I was like, well, then you crumple up that donut and throw it away. Yeah, or you, you should have buried the donut. You had yeah. it in your pocket, like. It's, uh-huh. it's but just I could crumbs. also see, like, well, this donut is the key to my soul. So I would, if it can't be destroyed, then I would keep it with me at all times to make sure nobody would like secretly feed it to me or yeah. something. So I get that Safe but, deposit box. But then it's it is a great like easy joke of Homer just accidentally eating it. I do and like, then lying to Mark. But then he recognize recognizes what it is. Forbidden Jonah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, finishing something? <laughs> <laughs> all these sound effects it, it really the camera that, move there is the great like it the sweeps angle. through the kitchen yeah. yeah yeah and like they had to just draw that like it mm-hmm. wasn't a computer yeah. and then that just that angle on marge's hair getting pulled into the portal mm. and then also when homer gets falls? stuck in it the camera oh, okay. spins around yeah. like i was thinking about when he falls into hell and just he's like twisting and the camera is turning and spinning it's mm-hmm. great it also reminded me of roger rabbit mm-hmm. or uh, mm-hmm. uh, just because we just watched the opening together yeah. recently and the checkerboard floor yeah. and using that to show to give you a better idea of spatial yeah, if you look awareness. at it frame by frame it's it's showing Roger travel around a room but someone had to draw like the most warped background ever to match the, the swishing movements of the camera it's insane I always call that yeah. piece like the culmination of 2D animation you have to emulate the how the camera lens warps yeah. the image and everything it's really interesting I wish like I would kill I, I'm trying to imagine how much I'd pay for that that original background because it has to look insane well it it would fill your apartment it's gotta be like 28 feet long like that's the thing with those pans on old oh i did not buy that rosebud uh cell by the way no Uh, good good follow i thought you were pointing at it i was like oh shit (laughs) and (laughs) and then homer goes to hell and that is that is so amazing and filled with a reference Mm -hmm. well first off I think it was the first time as a kid that I found out hot dog meat is bad and you shouldn't eat it. I was like, but I eat hot dogs. Hot dogs this, are this is so visual, but like, I, as a kid and an adult, this joke is, I don't know, it just this gag is awesome. So you like donuts, eh? Uh-huh. Well, have all the donuts in the world! <laughs> Passage of time fading here. More. Mm. I don't understand it. James Coco went mad in 15 minutes. Oh, fuck. I meant to look up. Who oh, I know who James Coco. Yeah. I looked it up. The thing <laughs> is, I think they wanted to make a Marlon Brando joke here, but they were like, oh, fuck, he's not dead. Mm. Who yeah, else was fat dead. and dead? So James Coco was a portly character actor of the uh. 70s who... He was in tons of stuff none of, no listeners probably seen. He is in Muppets Take Manhattan. Mm. Uh, but the thing I know him best for is in the film version of Man of La Mancha, the Don Quixote musical, he plays Pancha, the little fat guy who mm-hmm. ki- uh, falls around with him on a donkey. He's really fun. 
I'm his squire. I'm his friend. <laughs> he died in 1987, and so he would have definitely been in hell. But I think that's a little. It's a little mean to be like, oh, oh this per- this real person who's dead. He he was also fat, and he's in hell. I think it was either was... Uh, Family Guy or American Dad that implied Jim Henson was in hell, and they didn't explain yeah. why. <laughs> I think yeah, it was. I I think you're right. So that's who James Coco is. But mm-hmm. that reference there, I love that. I use that to talk about when I did it recently when. Nintendo announced 18 new Fire Emblem games and I use that as a gif of just like uh, you like Fire Emblem games, huh? I have them all in the world. I was like, more, more Fire Emblem With games. the memification of The Simpsons, I've seen that a lot as, like, we, we're getting too much of a good thing, kind of. Mm-hmm. But It's but, a great shorthand for that. But everyone is Homer now who just goes like, no, I will eat. I'll eat until I die. Like, I can't stop it. But And yet, in the previous episode, he could not eat all that cheese without going blind. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Maybe it's just... Uh, hey, hey, this is out of continuity. Yeah, I agree. But th- this is... Well, but that reference, though, is from a very specific thing. I actually have a clip of it. So they mentioned it on the commentary, but I'd never looked it up until now. A 1937 Warner mm -hmm. cartoon called Pigs is Pigs, which, if you don't know the history of Warner animation... Before Bugs and Daffy and Porky Por- pick, uh, like, Porky was big. Yeah, but this isn't Porky. These are just pigs. This mm. is this is back when they were like, let's just do what Disney does. Well, yeah. just the, rip the, off. Whole Warn- the whole Warner phenomenon is based on like we own a bunch of music, make cartoons <laughs> that use the music. But this is just a ripoff of a, like if you told me this was a a a, a poorly animated Disney one mm-hmm. from thirty seven, I'd be like, okay, sure, because it is it is a bunch of moralizing. It like, stars it is, uh, Piggy the Pig, yeah, and it's <laughs> a Frizz Freeling creation. Yes, and and it's it stars Piggy the Pig, and it's just it's just a, a lame moral story or fable of just like this pig likes to eat too much and he steals everybody's food at dinner time and he'll have a nightmare that tells him not to and it's. It's just a dumb thing for kids, but it really is torture porn. When, yeah. And then it turns into torture porn. So when you see this bit here, oh, that's the guy from the Disney cartoon. Pigs and pigs they no, they the steal doctor. it though. This is again. They just stole the design of the doctor from Disney. Mm-hmm. This, uh, this is Pigs is Pigs, nineteen thirty-seven. There's also a Disney one from the fifties called mm-hmm. Pigs is Pigs, but that was one of those weird ones that like the government paid us to tell teach people about economics, so we made this. <laughs> it's not good. I've watched good. everything. I've watched so many <laughs> Disney cartoons about how to rivet a pansy or tank. Uh, anyway. <laughs> oh, you love food, hey? <laughs> that was... He's being fed he's lots of horses. It's, it's, it's the same, the same apparatus. Yeah. Like, it's same holding apparatus. his nose. Him saying, like, so you love donuts, huh? It's meant to be the same way that guy says it. That's a so. deep cut. Yeah, as a kid, I thought it was just based on the... I was terrified by the cartoons that sent Pluto and Sylvester mm-hmm. to hell. Like those, scared, those were dreams, Henry. Those scared the hell out of me as a kid, as they were intended to. They were meant to terrify children into being good. That was a trick, but uh, <laughs> but also same with all dogs. All dogs go to heaven when they go to hell. In that, like That's, that terrified. I don't know who greenlit that fucking movie to begin with. When, when the only, even <laughs> when they're in the real me. world, every. Why is every animal smoking? <laughs> this is so Don Bluth just got to do what he wanted to. Yeah, uh, he's a maverick. But this, this is one of those things. That I love this joke, but it's so dated by the way it stops itself. We get introduced to the jury of the damned after right. Lionel Hutz comes in to represent Homer. I, the, as a kid, I went so crazy. Like, Lionel Hutz is here. What, I, a, great, uh, what a great gift. He was in a bar watching Matlock with the sound off, so we can assume he <laughs> fell off the wagon. Hey, the Court of Infernal Affairs is now in session. Very well. 
But first, some ground rules. Number one, we get bathroom breaks every half hour. Agreed. Number two, the jury will be chosen by me. Agreed. No, wait. Silence! <laughs> I give Silence. you the jury of the damned. Benedict Arnold, Lizzie Borden, Richard Nixon. But I'm not dead yet. In fact, I just wrote an article for Red Book. Hey, listen, I did a favor for you. Yes, master. John Wilkes Booth, Blackbeard the Pirate, John Dillinger, and the starting line of the 1976 Philadelphia Flyers. So Bart, Lisa, and Marge that, are afraid of the Flyers. That's the only the one most. they react to. And yeah. I, I, that's great. I'm not a sports guy, but I remember asking Diana, who grew up in uh, Philadelphia. Yeah. And, and like, yeah, they were pretty notorious. Like, if you've seen the movie Slapshot, where like, there's like three guys who all they do is rough people up. They don't score goals. The, the goons, goons, right? The goons. Yeah. David Merkin. Goon, great movie. David Merkin is from Philadelphia, and mm-hmm. I think that was his joke. Uh, Philly teams are famously violent. Though I'll, I'll say Oakland teams are also known for that. But the, 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 but the, the, like the stories they tell of fans at Philly games like, threw batteries at Santa Claus when he yeah. came out of the game. That story they tell. Or one was it battery day? I think they just brought stuff to throw at him. Huh. And the other story I read specifically about the 76 Flyers mm. who were they won the Stanley Cup in 74 and 75, I mm. believe. Don't correct me, Sportos, but that's what I think. Sportos. But in 76, they didn't win it, but they got close. But they were a championship team. But they also, like, they would fight their fans on it. And in 76, they almost caused an international incident where oh. they played against the Soviet team. They were like, the Soviet, which, if you know the story mm-hmm. of the miracle on the ice, it was because the Soviets were so dominant in hockey. Nobody beats them. So they have a game of the Philadelphia Flyers versus the red team and in the game uh, one of the flyers checks the a russian player so violently that the guy is like just down on the ice for a minute <laughs> and the russians leave the ice and they're like we're not playing anymore like this is you you were too violent you said, americans fight dirty and it was said that the flyers insisted like if you don't could finish this game against us we won't we will not pay you any of the money we said we would for coming to do this exhibition <laughs> it only so. bums me out as, as much as i like i love cartoons i love animation mostly because it's timeless you can mm-hmm. enjoy it in any way you want any generation can enjoy many episodes of simpsons especially treehouse of horror but that richard nixon joke is awesome but just like i'm not dead yet he would be dead in months yeah months. in april of 94 he would be dead yes. he, and, and like i said with the other time red book a- not dead still around <laughs> nope he can still wow. write an article i want to know what nixon's red book article was <laughs> because red book we should say is a women's it's magazine kind of a woman from yeah. 1903 wow it's been around well, a while i mean it was and, just, and made the audio for sega cd it was just crazy yeah. <laughs> it was crazy that nixon just got to keep going around like yep that was a criminal but i'm just hanging around i mean that it's was not just illegal t- if the president does it. yeah ford said it was okay i mean that will just tell you that every if you're hoping for somebody to be impeached now or like go to jail nothing will happen no like, that no will never happen to either side of it nothing will happen with nixon's them. crimes were small potatoes compared to other other presidents by the way watch small potatoes to see oh, why uh, good Donald choice of Trump words horrible but, um, but yeah the, the, nixon, verdict- the nixon joke and him saying yes pastor oh something just hit me just now hitting mm-hmm. hearing that story mm-hmm. uh, that clip when Hutz is asking for bathroom breaks every 30 minutes, it's to do coke, isn't it? Like, oh, he I wants know. to do... I think it is. I think it is. Maybe. Uh, he did say... he did say, That's pretty frequent. That is yes. a little too frequent for a I, trial. I, I, <laughs> I never thought about it until now. Like, wouldn't... Huh. The only people I would think of were like, oh, I gotta go to the bathroom in, in, again. Oh, no, again, like... 
Yeah, you're doing you're you're doing cocaine. I mean, in the next episode, he's in really bad shape. See, so, he's at uh, his yeah. lowest point in the next episode, though. That's my theory. He's doing cocaine there. Mm. I buy it. Uh, but the verdict is in. Tis some kind of treasure map. <laughs> you idiot! You can't read. I. Tis <laughs> true. My Back debauchery here. was my way of compensating. Dear Marge, you have given me your hand in marriage. All I can give you in return is my soul. Which I pledge to you forever. We've heard enough. Your Honor, we find that Homer Simpson's soul is legally the property of Marge Simpson and not of the devil. No. <laughs> no. no. So, yeah, they violated continuity. It's out of universe. It bothered me. Yeah, it I mean, bothered but me then. It bothered me now. They got married at Shotgun Pete's wedding chapel. Mm. They couldn't afford a Across wedding cake. Across the state line. Yeah. And, I mean, they are drawn to look like they did in that episode, but they didn't have a wedding cake for Homer to eat. They definitely right. didn't go to the hospital, and they didn't know, and Reverend Lovejoy did not marry them. Mm. But, again, it's it's out of continuity. We're in the goofy so zone. It's fine. Fine. Guys, but that's the... You know hell is, like, in their living room. Yeah, that's right, right, right. That's Well, there's nothing to say there never isn't hell in the, <laughs> the Simpsons world. Though I guess also it disrupts the continuity that the devil... We've seen the devil before... Mm-hmm. And it's not Ned, but yeah. uh, I think they would... Harry Shearer, it's fine. It's still Harry Shearer. It's it's devil. None of these writers were around on season three when they wrote that episode, uh, so awesome. I think that could be why like, they didn't think about it. But, but yeah. a good, still good casting within oh, the universe. And Ned is the devil, is the perfect devil. I love yeah. it. And, and it, uh, Homer gets cursed having Donut Head for the yes. rest yes. of his life. So the only thing I will say that I think... <laughs> why I think this is worse than The Shinning, why I would put Shinning above it, but I still it's still tied for me, is that this ending isn't as good as The Shinning. It's just like, mm-hmm. eh, yeah. it's kind of a cop-out. March promised your soul, and now it's over. And a funny visual of his donut head. The end. While, meanwhile, just the shot of the Simpsons fro- all frozen together. Sitting like screaming how, with their mouths yeah, clamped shut. Yeah. yeah, that's beautiful. I also that's like the sound of Thunder parody. Mm. <laughs> really, oh, that God. is a really good one. That's but in my top three. One of, one of my top three we'll talk about in just a few seconds. The Simpsons will be right back. Thank you, folks, for listening. I hope you're not too scared. And if you are, I hope you're taking it lying down. And if you're lying down, I hope you're doing it on a Casper premium mattress. Uh, I can cut that out now, right? Okay. Thank you, Casper. Yes. Casper Mattresses bring you the show today, and uh, we are letting you listeners know you can go to caspertrial.com slash laser time and get $50 towards any new mattress. Uh, what is mattress? <laughs> what is Casper Mattresses? Uh, I'm glad you asked. Casper mattresses combine high-density memory and premium latex foam to create a sleep surface that contours to your body and keeps you cool and balanced throughout the night. Essentially, what that means is that Casper has researched all manner of sleep surfaces and, uh, thanks to the science of sleep, has managed to bring you a better mattress at a much better price. Go to a big box store, you're going to find mattresses in the thousands of dollars, but Casper mattresses start at just $500. That's true. From twin to California king, Casper's got any mattress size that you need at a much lower cost. And guess what? You don't have to take my word for it. Casper offers a risk-free 100-night trial. If after 100 nights, if you're not satisfied, let Casper know. They'll refund your money. Send someone by to pick up the mattress at no cost to you. Once again, that's Casper Mattresses. If you're looking for something better to sleep on, and you Talking Simpsons listeners can go to caspertrial.com slash laser time and get $50 towards any new mattress. You like Laser Time shows? Then you might like Bonus Time, Laser Time's weekly bonus show exclusively on Patreon.com slash Laser Time. Here's a taste of what you've been missing. Bonus. 
Zero Time Dilemma came out on 3DS, and I was trying to call around. Uh, calling around to GameStop, it was always like, look, thanks for calling GameStop. Were you? And I'm like, oh, right. There's like a 60-second preamble yeah. before I can engage with you, human. I, I no ill will towards the person who has to do it, because like, yeah. that's your job. And for all you know, I, I'm the district manager calling just to see oh, if you did it. That's... Um, just so you can go, you weren't nice enough. Oh, yeah. really? For five twenty-five uh, an hour, I wasn't uh, nice yeah. enough. You didn't mention all six of the add-on things per sale. I worked at Suncoast, the movie yeah. outlet in the mall, and I'm like, I have never in my life, at twenty years old, had a job that I'm good at. I am really good at this job. And then every every morning, when I'd be chewed out, you didn't sell enough Sports Illustrated. I don't want to push that shit. I'm, I can literally sell any movie in this fucking store to anybody. That kid with I'm the, the Ricky Roma yeah. of, the, of, of Suncoast employees. And it didn't fucking matter how many DirecTV subscriptions. That kid buying a Dumb and Dumber on VHS really needed a Sports <laughs> Illustrated subscription. He just good. wanted to buy Fair Game. <laughs> <laughs> what a beautiful choice. <laughs> That's all I wanted. What I hate uh, about the game stops. Thank you, Car Track. That's I'd, my favorite line from that movie. I don't remember it at they all. They hack into Car Track to find uh, Cindy Crawford Jeez. and the, the, the Russian terrorist. Ah, Car Track. <laughs> Thank you, Car Track. Thanks, Car Track. It's great. Get bonus time, Laser Time's weekly, full-length, uncensored, and ad-free Patreon-exclusive podcast, as well as weekly full-length movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, physical rewards, the first season of Talking Simpson, and more at patreon.com slash laser time, starting at just five bucks. You'll help us live, and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again. in our ghoulish gallery is entitled The School Bus. Oh, oh, they must mean the ghoul bus. Nope, says right there. School bus. Well, there's nothing scarier than having to go to school. I feel you, Bart. I have to do streams like almost every day. Bart's laughter, that's an underrated animation. Yeah, yeah like, his little touches are great. Yeah, him just embe- embellishing that moment. Like, <laughs> Not to harp on Night Gallery again. Just, I never got the parody for a long time and just thought this was a beautiful sequence. Yeah, like a it's great way beautiful. To, yeah. I recognized Bart is doing Rod Serling, but I was like, well, this is a weird way to do Twilight Zone yeah. in a gallery of I some thought the kind. same thing, yeah. yeah like, what's with the paintings? But the next parody is, it, I think, might be the most famous Twilight Zone. Oh, yeah, uh, ever. So because of the movie, be, really. The movie, yeah. yeah, yeah, it might be because of the movie. I think it probably is, and that it starred. It had the one of the biggest stars that yeah, the Twilight it, Zone ever had. Yeah, who, I think time enough at last. I'd put that up there. With that's this a good one. one. But there's no message. It's like this guy's life got fucked over. <laughs> Does that suck? He's stuck in the town. Yeah, because well, everybody's dead. Nuclear holocaust happened, and yeah, maybe yeah. he's the only one. Was he left. being punished for wanting to read too much? Getting chills uh, by how much I love Twilight Zone, and, and William Shatner's in. Three episodes? This so, was yeah, the best one. This now. is based on Nightmare at 20,000 Feet. It mm-hmm. aired in uh, October of 63. It's still a great episode. Uh, written by Richard Matheson, author of I yeah. Am Legend. I think based on one of his short stories. Mm-hmm. Within weeks, John F. Kennedy will be dead. Oh, God. But the... But yeah, that that is one of their all-time best that uh, William Shatner's character has just gotten out of a mental hospital mm-hmm. because he had a nervous breakdown on a plane and he's trying to stay relaxed on this yeah. plane. Yeah. So people already don't have a reason to believe 
him. And, and also played by John Lithgow in the movie, which I only look at now and like, William Shatner's a bigger star than John Lithgow. Why didn't you just ask him to do <laughs> it again? He was a little puffy and not as energetic at this point. <laughs> he was but too busy with TJ. 30 years ago. I watched this last Halloween uh, because it's still great. Mm-hmm. And so only three things date this in a hilarious way. Dude, well, number costume. one, everyone <laughs> is dressed up to go on an airplane. It's yep. like, we're in our fancy clothes. We're yep. on an airplane. Number two, everyone is smoking. Everyone is smoking. And, yeah. And it, I don't know if you got this, this one. The fucking plaid curtains oh, to right. the airplane. Yeah. They're I like, love it. They're like kitchen curtains. And number <laughs> yeah. three, to save the day, he takes a loaded gun off another passenger. <laughs> a guy just sleeping with a loaded gun hanging from his belt. So it was the domestic mm-hmm. flight. I yes, guess. yes. So mm-hmm. those that are the is, three things that I thought were hilarious about this episode, which is still really good. That is one of the biggest holes in that logic of yeah. just like, well, this old sheriff fell asleep with a six-shooter. <laughs> because the writer's like, he needs to have a gun. He has to have a gun for yeah. this ending. And so, yeah, he's a man on a plane who sees a gremlin on mm-hmm. the wing and can't take it. And he's and nobody else and nobody ever else sees see it. it. But it's, it's, but it's going to crash the plane and he can't stop and it. And I forget when I when I watch it again and talk about it here. I, one, the costume is just hilarious. Yeah, it, why yeah. the clip of it, too? Like, it, is a, it is a bad bear costume. Like with the ears taken off and a dumb mask, I like Still how looks scary, terrible. It but is. like they, people don't see him. But like I forgot how he like is dragged and hovers onto the wing. Yeah, it looks so cool. It's yeah. weird to this and day, un- unearthly. Yes. you know, you yeah. just can't explain when it. When he's just looking at it out the window and it's like getting pelted with rain. But yeah, like, you only see it through a rain-soaked window. I, I did get a little yes. clip of this. There's a man out there. What? Look! Look! He's crawling on. No one's there! No one's on the plane! I'm so I've watched I've watched some original Star Trek episodes. Mm-hmm. William Shatner is doing a way more William Shatner, William Shatner in this Twilight Zone piece. That is some classic theater acting. Ah, well, he's being asked to go crazy. Yeah. Like, then there's nothing yes. to hold him back. This is peak Shatner. Please, it's this is on Netflix. Will be forever. It's fucking been remastered in HD. The, this oh, looks, looks amazing. Beautiful, yeah. Really, the the root of this of those the story is too of the shame of mental illness like he's like that, that's that's really the symbolic thing there that he doesn't want to admit he's 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 going crazy again or yeah, he's but so all afraid the stories all three stories the Twilight Zone movie in this in the same way were like mm-hmm. he was he was right yeah yeah mm-hmm. and I feel like in the voiceover mm-hmm. I think in the voiceover well uh, Rod Serling says Soon he'll be proven right, and happily because there are manifestations in the real world of this thing to prove him true. But, happy ending. Uh, but I think it's better if Ugh. it's just like only he knows it's true, and yeah. you, the viewer. And but it will I haunt him. I still but have... I think the executives are probably just like that's too depressing. I yeah. still have I still have too many clips of this. But did you know who directed that segment in the Twilight Zone movie? Um, shit. A very famous person who made a movie everybody loved in 2015. Um, oh, uh, George Miller. That is correct. Oh, George Miller. George Miller. Yeah, so if good. you've never seen the reading about that movie, it was like Steven Spielberg wanted to do something, so we decided to make him happy. Yeah, and that that so that's why its own movie is insane. Well, I mean, that's why animation came back in the, in yeah. the early nineties, just because like, Will Steven Spielberg wanted it. It was to apparently happen. a nightmare. It was really hard on everybody. It killed everyone. Two people. It killed two three people, people. Three people. Three people, yes. including two children. Everybody knew it wasn't going to make a lot of money. Yeah, um, and it has a ton of 
recognizable stars in it. Dan Aykroyd and Albert Brooks kind of shell the <laughs> and film. And Nancy Cartwright's in it. And Nancy Cartwright is in it in the Joe Dante segment. That is an, oh, that That's is, another Simpsons parody. Yes, it's yeah. good that Bart did that. Uh, and that, uh, yeah, it's the, the only difference in, really in the John Lithgow mm-hmm. one to the original one is that Dan Aykroyd is the guy driving the the ambulance that takes him away. He's like, you remember that show, right? Do, 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 do. But, and, but it's because Dan, Dan Aykroyd and Albert Brooks bring in the beginning. Yes, they book yeah. in the films. It's a great book, and, and there were funny bits. This, I think, might be one of the most referenced across all media of mm-hmm. Twilight Zone episodes. There's mm-hmm. been a million of them. Of the, There's a man on the wing. They especially got so much out of that mm-hmm. on Third Rock from the Sun. Oh, they, in, oh In the yeah. first season, they had an episode where... John Lithgow's character Dick Solomon mm-hmm. freaks out on a plane because he thinks he saw something and like, eh, get it, John Lithgow did it. And then when they had William Shatner on the show, mm-hmm. they like meet him in an airport and he said they say, Well, how was the flight? He's like, Oh, it's terrible. I kept seeing something on the wing. And then John Lithgow uh-huh. says, That happened to me too. <laughs> Damn. And, and they're was, both so theatrical. I love it. Apparently I'm not supposed to hate the show as much as I do. I just never watched it because it was on like uh, Counter to the Simpsons, yeah. I think, yeah. on Sunday nights, and then and uh, it, it's so prevalent that there was just a very clever reference to it in Lego Batman. Mm. Actually, uh, oh wow, really? There's there's a gremlin on the wing. Guess what type of gremlin? But, uh, is, that, oh, no. is that fair to Did say? They play the music. Did the they play film? the music? Yes. I thought so. <laughs> is that fair to say? also Joe Dante? Mm. Uh, <laughs> that this is this might be the most recognized. Twilight Zone piece. I think so. Um, yeah, I think so. Right? I think so. I think it's the most iconic. The yeah. wing on the plane, man on the wing on the plane, yeah. And, and again, the original is really cool, and the movie version is really cool. Yeah, and this episode great. is really cool, but this, it moves so fast. I, I mean, what I like is it also takes place within a bus, so it's yeah. very creative with the use of space. Yeah. yeah I really like how they pull that off. It's really good on the ghoul bus. And the opening, the cool bus. Mm-hmm. though, just so you know that this is the one written by Oakley and Weinstein, it mm-hmm. opens with a very boring, a, fun, a very humorously boring and oh, right. joke of the the crusty cards. Hey, Bart, look! Crusty trading cards! The long awaited 8 series! Crusty visits relatives in Annapolis, Maryland. Crusty poses for trading card photo. Hmm. He seems to be running a little low on ideas. Well, at least you got the gum. Ow! I cut my cheek! That's, that's one of the things I miss about how fast times be changing and all that is that my dad and I had the same trading card experience. That's true. Shitty gum and trading cards. The powder covered gum yeah. that was inedible. Well, allegedly, oh, isn't, isn't that they were like they were me- the baseball cards were meant to sell gum. Right. Like that's how they. That's how it all got started. And then it became a collector's Yeah, and by the time I'm like getting like fucking Batman and Beavis and Butthead Simpsons trading cards, there's still a fucking inedible stick of gum in it for no reason. In in many pieces. You know, I think they definitely were meant to be called that because you remember it's in the Peanuts Christmas special Mm -hmm. where he's like, it's not on a bubblegum card. A bubblegum card. She says, Beethoven's, Lucy says, Mm -hmm. Beethoven's not famous because he's never been on a bubblegum card. And I I just hope there's an equivalent now. In the digital age, it can't just be Skylanders. That's too expensive. (laughs) But I definitely had that, like, it's so, such great observation of buying trading cards, being disappointed with what's in there, trying to eat the gum, and also thinking that, like, oh, this fourth run of Marvel cards, they're really running out of ideas (laughs) for these. Because my favorite card that I can't even find the name of, let me know if you know what it is. Mm -hmm. It was dinosaurs, but they were also rad in 80s as shit. Hmm. Jam, sunglasses, uh, skateboards, but I'm guessing there are roughly eight series like that out there. But uh, even Garbage Pail Kids, which I did love. Oh, those are great. Those were gum cards, too. 
uh, yeah, they were gum cards, and but just they, they get to a point like this isn't funny anymore. <laughs> and every car was actually a sticker at the same yeah, time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah and a puzzle. And oh, a puzzle. It, I wonder too if they came up with that joke or if they knew it was coming because. The next year is when the real Simpsons trading cards came out <laughs> with a very similar layout to the look of Krusty poses yeah. for trading cards. Yeah. Which, again, thank you to Caleb for sending us a bunch of those, as well as this amazing Franklin Mint Simpsons collector. Only he's going to go up in value. I mean, the first run thank of Simpsons trading cards are just shit. They're like oh, yeah. Tracy Ullman stills, it's and they had nothing to work with. But they knew kids would buy trading cards if they said mm. they existed, so they printed the, whatever did. shit they could. I, I have a real dumb reference I want to get out of the way, because this sucks. Let's do it. Hello, Simpson. I'm riding the bus today because Mother hid my car keys to punish me for talking to a woman on the phone. She was right to do it. (laughs) Excuse me, Bart's a little upset this morning, so could everyone please be extra nice to him? (laughs) Where's your diaper, baby? Thank goodness he's drawn attention away from my shirt. This is one of the things that made me want to do the show, because I've seen this episode so many times, and about three years ago, I'm just like, what the fuck is Wayne Computers? <laughs> they're and real. They're, it's very real. They and it was, real. It was like, they but I think real. it was like the, the, nerdy, the nerdy of the nerds. That's who liked Wayne Computers, because mm. they were kind of incompatible it with everything. It was the Linux of their time. Yeah. Uh, People would be like, I don't want IBM. I'm on, I'm on Wang. And I'm on Wang. Well, the other thing is that Wang was a gift to comedians. Oh, like, for sure, Wang, for sure. The easiest joke to I make. I mean, that's how I knew. I already knew what Wang Computers was from Gallagher. I was just like, uh, they know I what that means. The Wang goes up and the Wang goes down. Get it? So, other people's names. This is terrible, but I wanted to give you a clip. This is what I remember it from. Uh, one of my favorite movies the world has never seen. And it is, in my opinion, the greatest, single greatest film trailer of all time. Ah. We've been fortunate enough to see the original film trailer like run in a projector in oh, widescreen because it doesn't exist online. Yeah. The, for Electric Dreams, it's never yeah. been on DVD. Interesting. It's a it's a movie about a guy who gets a computer that's voiced by Bud Court who eventually falls in love with his girlfriend. Mm. The computer falls in love with a man's girlfriend and they have a fight. <laughs> and it's all shot in San Francisco. It literally ends with a fucking music video. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, but the the first second of the the clip is Always makes me laugh because this is this is a 1984 America discovering computers. What if computers can do bad stuff? What's your preference? Apple, pear, wang? Oh, listen, I don't know anything about computers. Nobody does. <laughs> <laughs> this is the biggest computer I could afford. So it's one of three <laughs> three names given to like yeah. your options for computers wow. in 1984. Yeah. Man, and just um, thinking like I need to have a computer that. That's what I do love about horror films. Even if the films aren't that good, mm-hmm. they take a snapshot of what we were afraid of yeah, then. Yeah, yes. like that's why uh, you know we can make fun of it. But the teen films of like the two thousands of like ooh swim fan a stalker <laughs> or fear. like this, com. this yeah fear dot com and then there was that one that was just all in a Google Hangout. Remember mm-hmm. that one? The oh Fast yeah, Smiley one. or something. Yeah. yeah. So they've been doing they've been doing those forever, and so that's that's why I like that that one shows you. We were afraid, and same with Videodrome was like, yeah. what if our TV cable got oh, yeah. us back? Like, same deal. So I want to go back to the Skinner thing in that yeah. this is the first real reference to his uncomfortable relationship with really? his mother, where it was established in uh, Bart the Lover, where Kerbopal is saying, let's just say his mommy won't let him come out to play. <laughs> then we have the psycho reference, and now we in, have this. And uh, when Lisa is doing the phone calls, right. it's like, 
was that mother? I'm, I'm too old for that sailor suit. Yes. That's, that's specifically a psycho reference. But here it's like, it's more realistic. Even though it's a Halloween episode, this is more of what Skinner's mom would do to him. Yeah. And I think it just rolls on from there. She was right to do it. I yeah. love that fucking line so she much. She was right to do it. And it's a great excuse. They have to have Skinner and, and Willie on the, They on find the bus. good ways to get them onto the bus. Mm-hmm. And, and Willie even uses his bridle that he uh, got from killing his mule. <laughs> oh, we, we, went, we went really quickly past it, but I did love the line, I hope this is sweat. Like, <laughs> yeah. Bart peed his bed in fear, <laughs> and that Homer is in it for like a teeny tiny bit of this yeah. ske- this segment. But it's so funny yeah. that he's like, oh, "I just stole the stuff from the marina," and he just doesn't care that Bart's terrified. By and he it. shows up for one joke. Like, hey, I boy. like. <laughs> I like that Hans Molman. Uh, is blown up in a car in yes. and out of continuity. <laughs> that comes to a gentle rest. Yeah. <laughs> wake up! Quick, look out the window. No way, Bart. If I lean over, I leave myself open to wedgies, wet willies, or even the dreaded rear admiral. Otto, you gotta do something. There's a gremlin on the side of the bus. AMC gremlin. Hey, no problemo, Bart, dude. I'll get rid of it. No. Oh, no. I just made my last payment. And then Otto is just happy to be like, oh, yeah, I'll kill this guy. I'll kill this guy, yeah. (laughs) And then when Willie shows up, Mm -hmm. that's the most direct reference to to the monster from the show. He mm-hmm. he's looking at Bart from the window the same way mm-hmm. the the gremlin is looking at in. Bart at, at Shatner in Twilight Zone. But the actual design of the gremlin is very good and specific. Like it's I like, like it. It's like a sharp fingered eight little monkey thing who just is tinkering with stuff. The and he looks uh, he looks more like the movie version than the mm, show version. So I wonder if yeah. that's what inspired them to do this. But it's like a dose of the movie mm-hmm. version, but also a dose of Joe Dante's Gremlins too, as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, who are these? Just these little long limbed things mm-hmm. that can get into everything and mess with. But that's it. that's what they were, and I shouldn't go off on that any more than I have to. But <laughs> we but we do learn that Willie put seventeen bullets into yeah. his mule. Yeah. That seems that's a little excessive. Extreme. Yeah, but where is his gun? He I could, like to think he had a real strong mule. Yeah, wouldn't go and, down. And I just love the animation on Bart's face squished against the yeah. thing. Like he get you get so much movement out of that. Well, you get a real feel of like that's his fleshy face. Mm-hmm. Squeaking across it. Silverman said he based the facial expressions of Bart on both Shatner and Lithgow uh, ah. in this in this scene. So in, in this segment, I mean. And when you get that little Kang and Kodo shot, I yes. they've talked on other commentaries about how they forgot to put them mm-hmm. in one, and I really think that was the retake because that had literally nothing to do with it. But I think they that's were right. Like, yeah. And and also it could since it was the first one in the Merkin era, I think it's possible they thought, oh we oh we forgot Kang and Kodos, mm-hmm. we should really have them in there retake. 30-second reshoot. It was a good use of Kang and Kodos. It was great, especially yeah. hearing him do the Charlie Callis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is that Charles Nelson Riley? Oh, yeah, yeah you're okay. right. Charlie Callis more like... Vroom, arr, vroom. Too many annoying noises <laughs> yes. next to Jerry Lewis. Whatever Tom Kenny does in the yeah. Mr. Show sketch of Please Don't Kill Me, nah. that, that's Charlie Callis. <laughs> uh, love the joy joy. Oh, the... You believe me, don't you? You're my friend who believes me. Sweet trustworthy millhouse actually bert you're kind of creeping me out uh i think i'm gonna go sit up with that foreign exchange student oh guten tag oh would you care for a bite of my fingers trouser ball i also have a bag of marzipan joy joints <laughs> so yeah the uh, first introduction ever, of Uder, first ever who would be 
murdered <laughs> next <laughs> year yeah. in the yeah. PTA disbands. And much later, there's a joke with his parents sitting with Principal Skinner saying, we just want answers. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. God bless the man who invented permission slips. Uh, but just that great joke of... You can even say we ate Uter, and he's in our stomachs right, right now. <laughs> no, that's too far. But that Uter is a much more used character than you would think for mm-hmm. such an easy joke. Like, you can see the creation of, like, well, we need a joke about a foreign exchange student. Mm-hmm. What is a safe foreign country for us to make fun of that uh-huh. will not, like... So they go with Germany of, like, no one cares if you make fun of Germany. Yep. That's what happens when you pull t- <laughs> a Holocaust, you're not allowed to complain. When you try uh-huh. to conquer the world twice... <laughs> Uh, you, uh, we can make fun of you for liking uh, a candy, a weird candy. salty candy. Or yeah. shitting on each other. Well, yes, all, everything. <laughs> and and now they're more free than we are. But anyway, <laughs> the uh, but I just love Uter as a source yeah. of all the easy jokes they can make. I love um, foreign candy jokes. And yeah, they're just like, well, the mazapan joy joys, <laughs> meat iodine. Would you like meat a lick iodine. of my flavor bar? My flavor bar. But because just, foreign candy sucks. Yeah, mar- ugh, marzipan, yuck. But, I, you, bet, I, bet every, I bet every country feels that way. I mean, we're on a podcast, and I feel mm. like every podcast started with eating weird candy uh, from other countries <laughs> i mean one of my favorite things to do at epcot is to buy foreign candies but uh my favorites of germany was just like fancy werther's like mm, extra fancy werther's like melted werther's over a uh, popcorn ball mit butterscotch <laughs> and i like iodine. i don't even know what it means they, they, with iodine I, I gathered they they had to use they they use uter quite a lot because mm-hmm. they're they have whenever they have a film in a scene in school and they need another kid there he became a great kid you could count on for a quick joke we where were we had on another podcast we were having a debate that nelson bart's classroom has a the same kind of students in it and nelson mm-hmm. is almost never there he's uh, there it, it, when he has a line i guess so but like when you see like a, a long shot of, the, of bart's classroom we were wondering if nelson was in the same grade because he's a little bigger yeah. I think that he was originally established to be older than Bart, mm-hmm. but uh, he but worked he so well in that back. classroom. Yeah, I mean, he's there when they need a joke, like say someone likes you, and then yeah. looks back to Millhouse. <laughs> yes, it's clearly there in the same class, but that's mm-hmm. not always. But also, that could just be Nelson doesn't go to class when he doesn't feel like yeah. it. Yeah, so I, I love this clip of Flanders. The gremlin falls off the bus only to be rescued. Well, by I love Flanders. how the bus is depressurized yeah. when the window breaks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, also yes. when they when they grab Bart to tie him up, that's one of the most obvious one. Like that's the yeah. act break in mm-hmm. one of the twi- in the Twilight Zone thing of mm-hmm. Bart of him getting an arm put around his neck, Old like Nelson. pulled him down, like so. And but Bart succeeds; mm-hmm. he gets a flare and stops the gremlin. Though he, even he's. He's doing it so well that even with Willie and Skinner <laughs> pulling on his legs, they can't get him in. And, the, yeah, then Ned sees him, which is – they did so much Ned before, you'd almost think, like, another Ned joke, but it's so good. It's a great animation thing. of yeah. uh, Ned hitting the gremlin. Yeah. Ah. Oh, dear Lord. It's some sort of hideous monster. <laughs> oh, isn't that cute? He's trying to claw my eyes out. Oh, wow. <laughs> trying to claw my eyes out. I don't know. I love Shear's take. And the, the gremlin looks worried. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, and it turns out, yes, like the Twilight Zone movie and TV show, Bart was right about the gremlin. But it's a turn. Look at the bus. I was right, I tell you. I was right. Right or wrong, your behavior was still disruptive, young man. Perhaps spending the remainder of your life in a madhouse will <laughs> teach you some manners. <laughs> Like that how he calls a, it a madhouse. <laughs> and that's a great reveal on the haha that 
Skinner leaves frame, and then Nelson's right behind there for the ha ha. It is it's <laughs> perfectly stadium. placed. Yeah, and I would say that the severed head of of. Mm-hmm. Ned is too far. Like it's like this is really too grisly. Hobart, I like, love he that. Has veins hanging out of the bottom. His like, spinal like, column is hanging yeah. out of his head. Yeah, it's like this is too scary for. Well, kids. David Merkin, like, is... he says on the commentary a lot. He believes the Halloween episode should be scary. Which and then yeah. this is why in the next one they turn inside out. They turn inside mm-hmm. out like it's blood everywhere. Yeah. In the next no, one. it should leave like because what great Halloween specials in horror films did for me even like the old universal Frankenstein, which are so g-rated mm. is leave you with a horrific image that you can't forget yes, yes and i think true. that's what the simpsons should do and they usually do a good job of it and i mean moving into the next segment this is the only thing i worry about is that there's richard nixon is alive with a red book reference moving into a twilight zone reference moving into a parody of a francis ford very specific here's the thing though i think the only thing tied to this is how burns looks looks yes and that is cool on its own you don't need to have seen the movie to understand yeah. that that was a very iconic portrayal of and dracula it is one of the most beautiful pieces of garbage uh-huh. I, I re i try and rewatch it once every year it is gorgeous winona Ryder's just trying god bless her keanu reeves at westminster abbey i will go to like, dracula it, it is it is so bad outlandishly really, really bad is. but beautiful so bram stoker's dracula 92 yes 92, 92. francis ford coppola's bram stoker's dracula yes. and lots of and, possessives and it's impressive like i didn't realize until you pointed out chris mm-hmm. how impressive it is all the things they did with practical effects in that yeah like, they, like i mean there's so many things they do with nice good good matting and, and like mm-hmm. sunlight and sunsets I mean, that was francis ford coppola's last watchable movie i think I, the next one was jack i think it was his last Wolf. one with a budget oh uh, yeah like, with Wolf, a real big budget jack, yeah and that the the movie also made the it sexed it up real good mm-hmm. because they did they they're like enough of this uh, enough of these references to sex or pretending the mm-hmm. vampires are about sex like everybody's just gonna fuck. Like he's these vampires who were gonna suck. Well, this, that was there blood. in the books. Yeah, it was. It, it just oh, it yeah. was never able. Like because the first Dracula movie is so terrible. Mm. After the, the, the opening, the Bela Lugosi one. It is, dude. It it takes place in a room after his introduction, <laughs> and they just talk about uh, I might be a vampire. Ah, I don't like crosses. I'll get out of here. Thank you. Uh, no action. <laughs> so Nosferatu never is better. Yes, I think oh, so. Yeah. Yes, the original and Werner Herzog's Nosferatu remake is also. Oh, amazing. Seen it. With, yeah. um, with his greatest enemy as yeah. as Nosferatu in it, mm-hmm. it's just it's it's beautiful, mm-hmm. and it was him doing a tribute to German cinema to make that film. It's, mm. it's one of Herzog's best, I'd say. <laughs> best non doc And I say that, like, I love parts about the movie Dracula, and I still watch it almost every year. But it's, mm. but this, like, if you want to watch a fun Dracula movie, Francis Ford Coppola is, pr- is pretty fun. Mm. And it's, a, it's, like I said, sexy good time. Mm-hmm. Like, and Gary Oldman does a really good job. And that's, you're right. I guess it's, it's, it's the haircut and the joke about the haircut, and that's pretty yes. much the only yeah. time. Because yeah. all the, the Dracula shadow, movies start the, the same way, like yeah. someone being invited to this castle yeah the shadow is the reference too from the movie for sure and also sort of how they draw smithers but they barely do anything yeah i mean but renfield is renfield he's kind of just universal renfield is already kind of smithers but it's usually the most interesting part in a dracula Mm. movie unless you're tom waits and bram stoker's dracula Mm. so they jump straight into the dracula stuff very quickly let's let brockman set it up we think we're dealing with a supernatural being most likely a mummy As a precaution, I've ordered the Egyptian wing of the Springfield Museum destroyed. (laughs) Nice work, Ed. No, no, they're wrong. The creature they seek is the walking undead. Nosferatu, das Vampir. 
Lisa. Vampires are make-believe, just like elves, gremlins, and Eskimos. <laughs> In a completely unrelated story, Montgomery Burns has just closed a deal to buy the Springfield Blood Bank. <laughs> Precious blood. And the uh, it's weird that Homer says gremlins are real when we just <laughs> saw the gremlins sketch. Like, yeah. It's a strange choice of words. And that that's the only time Burns is in a normal outfit. Like, he's dressed <laughs> as Gary Oldman uh, yeah. in, in his old... But Gary makeup. Oldman has a ton of outfits in that film. Yeah, he does. Because well, he goes through insane. multiple transformations. Yes. And it's 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 kind of beautiful in a way. Like, they put so much effort into it. Mm-hmm. But at its core, it's like, this just isn't good. It is, it's not it a is, good movie. It is so terrible. The ending is even worse. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the, But Anthony Hopkins is okay as Van mm-hmm. Helsing. I, yeah. I want Van Helsing to be a grumpy old man. Man, who's yeah. just like I hate sex. I'll kill it. That's, that's great. And uh, and then they go to Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. So another knock on Pennsylvania. In this it place. sure was nice of Mr. Burns to invite us for a midnight dinner at his country house in Pennsylvania. Uh, there's something fishy about this whole setup. Lisa, stop being so suspicious. Did everyone wash their necks like Mr. Burns asked? Yes. Sure did. That Homer's filthy rag yes. that he's carrying with Beautiful. him is so great. His neck was like just caked in dirt, <laughs> and grime, and, and then a great way of getting around the word "bitch" in the next scene. Which is like, weird yeah. because I, I said that in the first Halloween uh, Treehouse of Horror, Simpsons was the first show I heard say "bitch," but Bart said "bitch" in yeah, yeah and, and then the trainer of dogs said "son of a son bitch," of a bitch. which is technically a true statement. Jim that a Henson, British person you, would there's say. There's video of Jim Henson saying it on the Arsenio Hall show. It's really As weird. Yeah. Son of a bitch. But uh, <laughs> I do love the doorbell guy. Welcome. Come in. Uh, fresh victims for my ever-growing army of the undead. Sir, you have to let go of the button. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> so Smithers as Renfield would not be as put together as he is in that little segment. Yes, he was just kind of yeah. like a staggering Igor kind of character That's afterwards. Too. Son of a bitch. <laughs> and then the door opens. It's, it, it's, it's really cute. And then Homer. How do we feel oh, about this joke? It's less funny now. Well, if it isn't my good friends, the... Uh, Simpson family master. Simpson, eh? Excellent. Dad. Do you notice anything strange? Yeah, his hairdo looks so queer. I heard that. <laughs> it's a boy. I, I just, Does, I still, I'm not positive. It's like meaning homo- gay. Yeah, like I've heard, I've heard that word used. Uh, it's, I mean, they love old timey words. Yeah, yes. I think uh, maybe I don't know. It could I'm be either pretty way. sure. I'm just not positive. But if Homer, someone said that's not how they meant it, I would, ha- I like, I could see that. Yeah, same I here. See but it. coming out of Homer, it's just like I don't yeah. know. I think he is saying his hairdo looks gay. Took because him like. If you're if you're Homer thinking that you'd be like yeah, that does look gay yeah like, I but you know it's funny to an extent of just Homer thinking <laughs> like it's a dumb thing for Homer to say when mm-hmm. Lisa's like isn't he obviously a vampire and it's Homer's the, just like yeah he has a gay, his hair's gay it's the least like, notable thing about the situation <laughs> and he's never had any of these assumptions with Burns and Smithers ever before. No, no, <laughs> never. No. Just because the haircut. And then, correction, free blood. I, I love that. Just yeah. Homer happily drinks blood, which that can't taste good. No, no. He knows it's blood, and Marge has no comment on any of this, I don't think. No, Marge is pretty silent in a lot of this until the end, and then they they find these. Well, mm-hmm. we know why March is quiet. She's the lead vampire. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't really come together no. in the daytime, but but then they find the crypt while looking for it, and I like the little line of it's the same as the basement of Grandpa's old folks. Up. Like they just keep corpses there. Uh, that's that's really fucked up. Yeah, and some Three Stooges references. Oh my god. <laughs> Please, Bart, I've seen your stupid shem. 
Although the that's one knock, I'll, the tiniest knock I'll give on the animation this episode. The, the vampires he meets down there are too generic. They're just like mm, they're eh, very vampire. much like the Simpsons arcade game zombies. <laughs> totally, yeah. totally. But just uh, very bland. Bart is undone by the super fun happy slide. <laughs> it is. It, I, I don't know. Our group of friends adopted the super happy fun moniker to yeah. give things. This is the super happy fun McDonald's. This I prefer <laughs> uh, the Homer super fun happy slide. <laughs> and I like though how Bart. Goes from we are yeah. good acting on Nancy, and I love how that uh, burns transforms from a bat into burns and pounces on him yeah. with that great piece of animation. So great animation, yeah. and that Burns doesn't even know who Bart is. That's great too. It is a like, little boy, <laughs> boy, and I'm glad they cut away because literally seeing Bart get bit by Burns would be like this is too sexual a burn yeah. of Bart. Like it, mm-hmm. I mean, in case you don't know. Vampire is vampirism is sex. It yeah. is a sexually transmitted disease. That's yeah. that's the symbolism Bram Stoker was going for from the beginning. <laughs> yep. So the idea of like, oh, then Burns fucked Bart. Like that's the <laughs> that's what has to happen in there. So they kind of have to cut around that as best they mm. can because it's weird yes, otherwise. That's true. So I'm gonna I gotta give I keep forgetting to give out line of the show. Oh, we all do, I mean, but is I, this I, it? I love Grandpa's line. I still think is the funniest take in the whole. show. The joke. How many times have I told you not to bite your sister? <gasps> Wait a minute! You are a vampire! Quick! We have to kill the boy! How'd you know he's a vampire? He's a vampire? Ah! So I had to. <laughs> Homer, we gotta do something. Today he's drinking people's blood, tomorrow he could be smoking. The only way to get Bart back is to kill the head vampire, Mr. Burns! Kill my boss! Do I dare live out the American dream? That is the best line. You're right, Chris. Yeah. Both of these are amazing. Uh, yeah. I, Grandpa's running out of the room. I love that he leaves and, and lets go of the stake and it falls behind him. And we don't know why he's there in the middle of the night. Yes, but to stab Bart in the chest. The new great animation I pulled out of this, which I noticed before but really noticed this time, is you are a vampire! Just the extreme exaggeration. You see Homer yeah. making a V-shape with his bottom lip. It's so good. And the squish on Bart's nose. And meanwhile, Lisa's like... Duh, yeah, like I told you. But just that like so that great. exaggerated like pointing into his nose and the nose yeah. squishes in. It's so great. God, I love this episode. And, and just animation. for that 30 seconds of, and you get a free soda at the movies. <laughs> oh, yeah. That whole section, that's the Lost Boy. Yes, like, and I think we get one of the last Twister Mouths. You get to drink blood. I mean, it's usually your Halloween Twitter profile pick, isn't yes, it? Yes, yes. Um, every Halloween I have the yes. bar vampire with the twisty head. <laughs> it looks insane still. Whenever, whenever I think of beer killing brain cells, I also <laughs> think of like, where are beds in TV? Uh, I love this. Is. Oh. <laughs> Mr. Burns is a vampire, and he has Bart! Why, Bart is right here. Hello, Mother. Hello, Father. I missed you during my uneventful absence. Oh, Lisa, you and your story. Bart is a vampire. Beer kills brain cells. Now let's go back to that building thingy where our beds and TV is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, they're attacking good, good. beer. We learned on a previous episode that they, they were told not to attack That's beer. That's true. Yeah. And then when Homer says super fun happy slide when they go back to kill yeah. Burns, that was intentionally animated to look like Humphrey Bear, That's the right. Disney star. <laughs> that was when a Brad he, Bird edition, actually. Yeah. yeah. That, and Humphrey Bear, just get, when he gets excited 
Humphrey Bear doesn't talk. He he so he, he's all <laughs> animation. He's like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> put it in the bag, put it in the bag, bump bump, put it in the bag. Fucking love Humphrey the Bear. And so that him doing the arm movements. That's how I think of like I'm so happy. Yeah. And I had a good little laugh as a kid at the la- at this next clip. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, this is Take that vile fiend. Dad, that's his crotch. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I also like that Burns didn't feel it. No, and no. The, it was and the work hard. it took to wiggle it out like Oh, it's so gross. It, it's, it's that's that is the sound of wood like a wooden stake being removed from genitals. Uh, yeah, the foley is always so great, especially when you don't see the visuals, you get to really focus on it. Yeah. But uh, Homer is fired after killing Mr. Burns. <laughs> You're fired! Mm-hmm. Where's he going to get money now? And, <laughs> of course, as a giant Peanuts fan... Oh, I, I want to say one thing. Please, please. This only works on you once, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it it was the most amazing thing I'd seen yes. on TV. Just, you can't do that! That's an excellent point to and bring up. just completely blowing your... I mean, this is, the, like, this is a prime David Merkin joke, mm-hmm. I think. Just... I'm like, I'm giving you this horrible ending. Nah, just kidding. Yeah, it's, I'm just goofing on you for a, a Christmas reference because we do, they don't do Christmas specials, yeah. which is dumb. I mean, yeah. it's, it's unsatisfying in terms of a story, but it is the greatest joke to just yeah. say "fuck you," "fuck this whole story." Here's something you weren't even expecting. And here's a Christmas joke on a Halloween show. Yeah, I'm a vampire, and I've come to suck your blood. <laughs> This cape is giving me a rash. He's flying. Grandpa's a vampire? We're all vampires. But, no, we killed Mr. Burns. You have to kill the head vampire. <gasps> You're the head vampire? No, I'm the head vampire. <laughs> Mom? Well, I do have a life outside this house, you know. <laughs> ah! Happy Halloween, everybody! It starts so snowing in the kitchen. Yeah. Snowing in the yeah. kitchen. Santa's little helper is dancing like Snoopy, which is literally the only dance I'm capable of doing. <laughs> Millhouse p- playing the piano. Yes. I mean, you could end the episode with them about to attack Lisa and be like, "The end. Happy Halloween." But they, I think that too is the it was the joke of them not wanting to leave you upset mm. or scared or like, oh, the whole family murdered Lisa. That's a bit intense. So instead, they're like, "All right, we'll give you what you don't expect." And yeah, you went, I, even then you would have still seen a lot of parodies of the Peanut Special. Yeah. But as a kid, I always appreciated a reference I'd get. Yeah, yeah, same I, here. I got it then. And you're right, Bob. It worked. It worked. May only work once, maybe twice for forgetful me. Yeah, when I don't expect, <laughs> when I don't see it coming. But it's it, like endings like this and the Lester and Eliza one are yeah. just out of nowhere, and they're really I really appreciate them. But they really only do work once yeah. because you know where it's leading if you've seen it before. But I mean, uh, if you want to talk about this in the context of other Halloween specials, I feel like this is the best one so far. And I think we really mm. did see the weaknesses in, in season four's special with all the added lines. There was none of that here outside of maybe like one joke I noticed, but uh, it was more confident. I think yeah, overall. much more confident. The only one I can think of that was like an a that looked obviously adr was the only monster on this bus is a lack of proper respect for the rules i think you're right about which that which is still a funny line but <laughs> yeah. the mouths are definitely off but none of that distracting stuff and they're all extremely strong stories and yeah. they move super fast and again 
you will never see another episode of The Simpsons that looks like this. This is the mm. best looking episode that will ever be made the in the history of the show. Good. Yeah. No way. This this was the best. Even by the next one, which is the the next Halloween special, which is also amazingly animated. It's also very good. Even then, they've still like they lost a little they lost like a little bit. They lost like five percent of their fluidness. I think Matt Groening must have been mad about this. Uh, I, I don't want to blame Matt Groening for everything, but he definitely, he wants very staid animation. Like yeah, the he more does. Ex- I don't get him. as a, He likes animation. I don't know why he likes it to be stiff and have these Maybe weird rules. thinking as a boss, like, that will be hard. Mm. Don't do what's going to be hard. And Maybe. Make, Maybe give so. us hell. But this is, this, this is my favorite Halloween special they ever did. These three together are my all-time favorite. I mean... Oh the man, next the next one is so good. The next though. one is shinning the time travel. Four and five travel. are tied. I can't yeah, decide between boy. them. Shinning time travel and eating the kids are all so good. <sighs> boy, it's tough. Yeah, but these are really good too. It doesn't get better than a Treehouse of Horror yeah. episode. It really oh, does, especially at this time of the. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, good old the Ides of, Ides of March. Yes. What a great time to watch the Halloween <laughs> yeah. specials. So, uh, are we ready to wrap up? Or yeah, I think uh, so. Yeah. Yeah. so uh, thank you for listening, everybody. This has been Talking Simpsons. I've been your host, Bob Mackey. You can Hi, find Bob. me on Twitter as Bob Serbo. I also write every day from fandom about video games. It's fandom.com, and I write a comedy article every other Thursday for somethingawful.com. My other podcast is Retronauts. It's a classic gaming podcast. Every Monday, a brand new episode about a topic you probably like. So go to retronauts.com and find an episode about a topic that you've heard of, and you should get into the show that way, or just search for Retronauts in your podcast machine. That's every Monday on retronauts.com. Everybody else? I mean, the Bart versus the Space Mutants episode is quite a good one to start with on Retronauts. It's basically us doing a Simpsons (laughs) episode, but about a video game so look into that one and i'm h-e-n-e-r-e-y-g on twitter follow me there for all my thoughts and subtweets and also you can read my work on fandom.com and most importantly patreon.com slash laser time i still do stuff with laser time this in particular and this is only possible through your support on patreon.com slash laser time where if you give there it's not just that you keep getting this uh out but you get a bunch of exclusives hundreds of hours of exclusive content on there including the entire first season of Talking Simpsons and our seasons 2, 3, and 4 wrap-ups all great for as little as $5 a month but all that you can give is always appreciated patreon.com slash laser time this show and many others are executive produced by Caleb and many others over at patreon.com slash laser time I also want Caleb also gave us this amazing plate. Too nice. Um, thank you so yes. much. And I wanted to thank, before I forget, because I forgot about the video, uh, Jonathan Wilson in the Laser Time Facebook community group cut together every time I yell, oh boy, oh Bobby. My gosh, I yeah. listened to that five times. It's, I hate the sound of my own voice, and it's surprisingly <laughs> addictive to listen to. That's because it just keeps going dun dun dun. Every dun, single dun, one in a row. Dun, 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 as I find dun, a different way to curse. And it, I got to tell you, put an enormous amount of pressure on me doing it, doing it this time. To go over the top every time? Yeah. To, <laughs> God. I don't know how I could top some now of those. Now you're chewing your head on yeah. um, and, and I want to thank him, and I want to say, listen to Laser Time. Go to lasertimepodcast.com. Dave and I have been doing Simpsons Races, where we race the first level yeah. of Bart's Nightmare, and Bart vs. the Space Mutants on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash lasertime. And the, the next episode will be all about the worst raps of all time, Ooh, of I which this. Bart Simpson participates. Oh, oh boy. Uh, deep, deep trouble, or is there a worse one than that? Worse than that. Fucking like Yellow Album bad, right? It's, oh, is there a rap on that? I don't know. Oh, goodness. There probably will be, though. But, uh, <laughs> I think it's technically worse. Okay, cool. I'm I'm looking forward to that. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next time with Marge on the Lamb. See you then.
Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. At Stangy Law Firm, we represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri.